I feel like I just came home. Uh, my name is Red Sevilla. I'm the pastor of New Life East. Just before I, I, I dig in, uh, I'm, I'm reminded that next week on July 24, there's actually a, a book signing for Pastor Rich. So uh, his new book came out good, beautiful, and kind. And so there's some details there on your screen. So you can order this book. And then there's going to be a fun signing next week, July 24th on Sunday after each service. And so you want to take advantage of that. Again, my name is Red Sevilla. This is me hugging all of you since it's been so long since we've seen each other. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm a college kid that went away for college and then came back home. I know that's not a good experience for some coming back home. Some folks don't want to do that. But for me, just coming here and seeing you guys, what a, what a treat. And for those of you, you're wondering, who are you? Like, who, who are you? Well, a few years ago, uh, New Life sent my family and I to start a new congregation in Nassau County, uh, New Life East. And I bring greetings from there. And I want to let you know that we are so grateful, so grateful for the prayers that you've offered, for the support that you've shown us. There is something fantastic and beautiful that's taking place in Nassau County in New Life East. I'm not the kind of person that counts his chickens before they hatch, but something fantastic has hatched in South Hempstead. Not the South Hamptons, very different, <laughs> South Hempstead. And so I just feel like, um, I just feel like a long lost son, you know, and so I can't wait to say hi and hug you guys after this service. And so thank you for this opportunity to share with you. Excited to continue the series that we're on, the Holy Spirit series. We're in Ephesians chapter 3, and so you could turn there if you'd like on your device, starting in verse 16, as we continue this Holy Spirit series. Let me pray for us. Holy Spirit of God, my friend, would you come now? Not that you weren't here before, but simply that you come in a way that's new, in a way that my brothers and sisters here need, in a way that is empowering, in a way that changes us, God. We give this time to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so the title of this talk is, I Am Power for All. I'm going to explain in a moment what the I am means, but the title is I am power for all. And if there's a topic that God has used to bring significant change in my life, it's this topic. If there's a topic that God has used to be able to free me from sex addiction, to free my wife from depression, if there's a topic that God has used to be able to skyrocket um, my faith to levels I've never dreamed possible. It is, it is this very topic. And so naturally, you can imagine how I'm excited. I have this longing uh, to be able to share this with all of you today as part of this series. But you don't, have to be, um, you don't have to be excited for you to gain from this message today. Uh, maybe if you're honest with yourself, you recognize that you're feeling spiritually dry. 
uh, or maybe you're feeling spiritually weak, I'm here to tell you that there is more for you. You might be in a, in a place where uh, your, your, your faith is stagnating uh, just because of the demands of work or the demands of your personal life. Um, or, or maybe you're in, a, where you're in a place, a good place, where your faith is skyrocketing. I'm here to tell you today, no matter where you are, God has more for you. God has more for you. And it reminds me of how my, how my mom is with me. I don't know if your mom shows love this way, but this is how she shows me love. She gives me, she gives me this, um, you know, battery charger for your phone. And uh, I go to my mom, Ma, like, what are all these cords? What are all these cords on here? She goes, well, different cords, different phones. So that no matter if you have an iPhone, Samsung, Android, there's power for you, Red. And so I'm reminded of that because no matter what kind of spiritual state you're in, weak, strong, stagnating, skyrocketing, I'm here to tell you there is power that is available for you through the Holy Spirit of God. And so the question for us to engage with today is how do we, you know, what is this power? Where is it in scripture? How do we engage with this power? How can I experience this? Is it possible to even experience this today? And so that's where we go to Ephesians chapter 3 and chapter 3 starting in verse 16 there are actually three ways to experience this power that Paul, in his letter to the folks in Ephesus, is talking about. And it's no accident that in this passage, he actually mentions the word power three times. Different ways of how to experience this power. And so let me just read that, starting in verse 16 here. It reads, I pray, that's Paul speaking, out of his, that's God's, glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. First, first mention, through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And he's talking about this indwelling power that's in this verse. And then it continue on, continues, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have what? Somebody say it. Thank you. May have power together with all the Lord's holy people to do what? To grasp how wide and how long how high and deep is the love of Christ. So Paul ta is talking about this uplifting power, this encouraging power here. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you might be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And then in verse 20, one of my favorite verses in all of scripture, and may it be yours as well, maybe after today. Verse 20, it reads, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power third mention that is at work within us to him be the glory and so three ways uh, three ways to be able to experience this power through the holy spirit um, and i'll just I'll, I'll just mention it um, briefly especially the first and the second because i want to do a deeper dive into the third one so the first is the indwelling power of the Spirit. Uh, the second is the uplifting power of the Spirit. And then the third one, just like it says on the screen there, is this outflowing power of the Spirit. Somebody say in, please. In. Thank you. Somebody say up. up. Thank you. Somebody say out. out. You guys are fantastic. 
So indwelling, uplifting, and outflowing. Just again, briefly, the first two. The indwelling power of the Spirit is what Paul talks about in verses 16 and 17. Where it reads, there's this power through his Spirit in your inner being. For what purpose? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts. What this is saying is that if you're a follower of Jesus, there is an indwelling of the Holy Spirit that allows Christ to dwell inside of you. Another way of putting it is that Jesus has taken up residence inside of you. He is yours and you are his. And so if Jesus had a mailing address, or if Jesus had a housewarming party, that party would be inside of you. That's what that means. And that is possible because of the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. That's the indwelling. The next is this uplifting power of the Holy Spirit, where it reads, as we continue here, highlighted in yellow, there's this power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is this uplifting love of Christ through the uplifting power of the Holy Spirit. And it's uplifting, it's uplifting because of the far reach of the love of Jesus Christ. How wide and how deep and how long and how high, think about that, the wide, the far reach of the love of Jesus for you. And so what this means is that 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 means that there is no place so far from God that his love cannot reach you. There is no depression. There is no isolation. There is no loneliness so far from God that he cannot reach you by his spirit. That's why Paul is talking about that. And Pastor Jackie touched on this uplifting work of the Holy Spirit when she talked about Holy Spirit as companion. And so the last way, the third way that I want to spend most of our time on is this outflowing power of the Holy Spirit. Just the third way to experience Holy Spirit. And Paul actually describes this outflow in verse 20. Uh, In verse 20 when he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. That's what the I am is that I mentioned in the title. God is able to do I am. God is able to do immeasurably more, meaning above and beyond all that we ask or imagine. And so let me illustrate this. I I created this sketch. Um, I was actually quite proud of it. Um, Fun sketch there. And so that's the center circle. That's that's me or that's you. And then there's this area one where we ask God. God, help me in my weakness. God, please... Help me find a parking spot when I come to church. God, please help me rescue me from what's troubling me. That's, that's area one, ask. Area two is your imagination. You're imagining or picturing what God can actually do in your life. Can you identify with these areas? Area one, you're asking. Area two, you're imagining. Now, Paul is introducing us to this third realm. There is a third realm where God also operates. And it's a realm that's beyond the prayer request 
It's a realm beyond the imagination. And that third realm is this realm of the immeasurably more. It's the realm of the I am. It's the realm of the impossible. And so in that realm, you can say that in that third realm, God has an office. And that office is called the office of the I am. That's the third realm. And I know um, he works in area one, yes. Uh, He works in area two. But in area three, this is where God shows off. This is where God comes to you and says, you watch, I will amaze you. I will amaze you. That is in area three. And it's like, uh, it's, it's as if in area three, uh, by the Holy Spirit, God takes that office of the I am, rents a U-Haul truck, and then moves it inside of you. The reason why I say that is because look at verse 20 where it says, he is able to do immeasurably more than all you ask or imagine how, according to his power that is at work in us. So what this verse is saying is that when God seeks to amaze you, in area three, it's like he takes this office of the I am, that third realm, and he moves it inside of you so that that outflowing power is actually in you and moving through you to a point where you can't even believe what is happening around you. That's what that verse is talking about. And when you look at this verse, what he's saying is that this outflowing power is not meant to function outside of you. It's not meant to function where you are a distant spectator. Absolutely not. This power is meant to be in you and at work through you. That's what this verse is talking about. And so I couldn't help think um, of this post by Rich uh, several weeks ago when we're talking about this outflowing power. So this is uh, our lead pastor, Rich Velotas, uh, showing two of the most recent books that he's authored. And then he writes this caption on this post. He writes, seven years ago, writing books wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't even on my radar. So grateful for the doors God has opened. And so seven years ago, writing books was beyond what he asked or even imagined. Do you see that? It wasn't even on his radar. In other words, it was in realm three. It was in realm three. You guys in this room, you have a realm three. And in that realm, God says, watch what I could do in you and through you. And so we see that here. And in this example with Rich, again, this office of the I am moved into his life, and now through him, there are people who are being blessed in the thousands. And so the good news for you is, you don't have to be rich for Lotus to experience this. Somebody say amen. amen. And I'll tell you why. Because God said he is able to do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine. And so this is possible even in you today. So that when people look at you, they're actually looking at this walking miracle because of what God is doing. And I know there might be some of you guys who are thinking, 
bread, you're talking about miracles. I can't even, I can't even make dinner at night. And you're talking about miracles? Sometimes, Red, I can't even, I don't even have time to shower. And you're talking about miracles? And some of you might be thinking, Red, this, this realm just, it feels really far for me. Just feels really distant for me right now. And what I want to let you know is that the Lord knows. The Lord knows that. And this is why he calls this outflowing power, he calls it a gift. It's a gift just like my mom gave me that gift. It's a gift not for you to work for, not for you to strive for, not for you to achieve. This outflowing power is a gift for you to receive. It's a gift. And so let me describe this gift a little bit more. One of the ways to describe this outflowing power is the filling of the Spirit. It's the filling of the Spirit that took place in the church in Ephesus to whom Paul is writing. And this filling of the Spirit is actually something that Jesus talked about. In Acts chapter 1, when Jesus was describing this, this is what he says in describing this filling of the Spirit. He says, wait for the gift. He didn't say, let me tell you something that you have to work really hard for. Let me tell you something that after reading your Bible reading plan, I'm going to give to you. Let me give you something that you can strive to achieve. That's not what he says to his disciples. He says, I want you to wait for a gift. And then he continues on in the verse after that. He says, wait for the gift my father promised. John the Baptist uh, baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And that's my prayer today. That's what we're going to ask today. That you might experience, might receive the filling of the Spirit today. And when Jesus was talking about this, what he, what he was saying is, John, John baptized you with water. And the word baptism, um, Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse. It's kind of like what you do with a tea bag. Uh, you immerse it, you dunk it in, in hot water. Any tea folks here, put your hand up. Tea folks, a lot of you, right? That's what you do. You're baptizing a tea bag. You're baptizing a tea bag. You're immersing the tea bag in the water. So when, John the Bapt- when he was talking about John Baptist, Jesus was saying, listen, John the Baptist dunked you in the Jordan River. I'm going to dunk you in the Holy Spirit. That's what he's saying. And he says, wait for this gift. When he mentions it in Acts chapter 1. And so my question to you now is, would you be willing to receive prayer today? For us to ask God for the filling of the Spirit. And I know some might be thinking, well, what if nothing happens? It's okay. It's okay. We can simply ask again. And I know this because when one of my kids asks me for something and I say no, guess what they're going to do? They're going to ask again and again and again. I didn't know, but that was actually a spiritual truth. (laughs) Nothing happens. You simply ask and ask again. And so um, there, there might be some of you who have even 
said, you know what? That's old teaching, Red. I've experienced that. The beautiful thing today for me to tell you is that God offers free refills. With God, refills are free. Somebody say free. free. Refills are free, and refills are for you. And I know, I also recognize that there might be some in a room, you've, you've had, a, uh, you've had a maybe even traumatic experience with this. When it comes to the, the filling of the Spirit, maybe in a previous setting, uh, hearing this actually brings anxiety, maybe because there was some forcing or coercion or manipulation that took place. And I want to let you know, when I hear these stories, it, it deeply grieves me. It grieves me because Holy Spirit does not force. He doesn't. He will give you hunger and desire and invite you to come close to Jesus. And so I want to let you know that uh, if you fall in that camp, I want to let you know that you won't be forced to do anything today. It's by invitation. But I do know that this is one of the ways that we can experience the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I hope that you'll be open as we continue here. And so now what, you know, what does, if, if there's this filling, there's this outflow, um, what actually happens? What, what results? What results from this? And it's actually in the book of uh, Acts in chapter 19. So in the book of Acts chapter 19, uh, chapter 19 talks about the time when Paul actually visited Ephesus for the first time. There was a filling of the Spirit that took place, and there was this, uh, these examples of outflow that are recorded in Acts chapter 19. We're not going to go into that passage, but I'm just going to list some of these examples of outflow. And the reason why I list these examples is because these are for you as well. And these examples are for us as well as a community. And so in Acts chapter 19, in, in verses 6 to 8 in that chapter, uh, there was a filling of the Spirit that took place, and in verse 6 to 8, there was this spiritual gifting that flowed out. Uh, there, was, uh, uh, there was prophecy that flowed out. There was this boldness that flowed out in verse 8. And then in verse 10, it talks about the Word of God going forth, crossing these ethnic and racial lines, causing dividing walls to fall down. And then in verse 11, there are talk about miracles and healing. Some of you guys remember this passage it's that passage where Paul's handkerchief is given out and people who are touching the handkerchief are getting healed. I'm not going to do that today, okay? But there are miracles, healing that takes place. There's freedom that folks are experiencing in this chapter. And then 19, there is this powerful, there is this dramatic reversal of spiritual darkness to the point where people are confessing openly their wrongdoing. And then in verse 25, you can go back and read that, there was this outflowing of power, not just in the personalized, but in the public space. So there were these marketplace disruptions in this money-making, uh, anti-God business world in Ephesus. And so as you look at these examples, just think for a moment, what do these have in common? Just take a moment, just note it in your mind. What, what do these 
have in common, other than the fact that there's a direct connect to the filling of the Spirit? Is there anything that you see? Just note it in your mind. And here are two, two observations that I have that serve as commonalities for each of these examples. The first observation is that these people experience God like they never experienced him before. They experience God like they never dreamed possible. That's what was taking place because the office of the I am had moved in to that community of believers. And look, it wasn't in just their it wasn't just in their personal lives that was getting affected. Look at verse 25 that last example. There was this outflow in their in their public, uh, corporate, quote-unquote, business world lives. Imagine an outflow of power in your workplace. Imagine the work of the Holy Spirit of God taking place in your cubicle, that it affects the cubicles next to you. And then just a second, uh, second observation in these examples The second observation is that through the filling of the Spirit and through these uh, examples of outflow, it's clear that God was blessing the world. God was blessing the world through his followers. He was creating shalom among his followers. He gave this gift so that he could bless the world. Not on his own, a distant God, but through his people. And one way that this is possible uh, is through the filling of the Spirit. Can you imagine you here, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, imagine experiencing God like you never have before. Imagine we as a community blessing Queens and Nassau and beyond like we never dreamed possible. And so this... Uh, this filling of the Spirit actually took place in um, my life, in my wife's life. Uh, one really powerful uh, time period was 2013 to 2016, thereabouts. So my wife actually experienced this, um, this filling of the Spirit uh, where she really received this gift here at, at New Life. And her, uh, this, this filling, this baptism of the Spirit was so powerful, there was such a, uh, a powerful outflow in her life that compared to my life, my life was, I mean, my life, even though I wasn't doing anything egregiously wrong, my life compared to hers was like, I felt like I was a pagan, kind of heathen, backsliding, prodigal son compared to what was going on. And there was this, uh, there was this prophetic word that was uh, spoken over her. And the word, the word was, as he, as God fills one, he fills the other. And the, the words that this um, teacher used was, as he lights one, he lights the other. And the image that came to mind when I heard this was like this, this matchbox, where believers are like matchsticks. And as he lights one, he lights the other. And my prayer today is that we are like these matchsticks. 
asking God for this gift. And so what I did, I um, brought us to this teaching where somebody just kind of like what's happening now was teaching about the, the filling of the Spirit. And when this person was talking about this gift, the filling of the Spirit, I remember thinking, whatever, whatever this guy is talking about, Lord, I don't have that. Whatever this guy is talking about, I don't have that. And I said, God, if you're, uh, if, if you're willing to give this gift, I'm willing to receive. And I, when I went up to the front, some folks prayed for me, and I began to, uh, I began to weep. Uh, I began to sob uh, uncontrollably. And I've come to recognize that this feeling can come in different forms. For some, it might be uh, weeping. Um, for some, there might be this warmth or this, this heat that you feel in your body. For some, there's this trembling that takes place. For some, there's this inner joy that just bubbles up out of you. And for some, there's this uh, praying in what sounds like a different language. And I remember receiving that feeling and I was scared. I was scared. But I was, I was taught, uh, I was taught not to be afraid of something that's foreign, but be afraid of something that's false. And so that's why it's so important to ground us in Scripture to see what is true so that we can guard our hearts against what is false and not be so afraid about what might be foreign. And so what we're going to um, do today is that we're going to ask for this. We're going to ask for this. In a few moments, um, I'm going to invite those of you who want to receive to come up. And after that feeling, there was this, uh, there was this outflow that, that took place. First of all, I was scared. I didn't know what would happen. But there was this hunger that began to develop in me for more of God. And in that time period, there were there were people around us that began to give their lives to Jesus. I wasn't involved in a lot of baptisms before that, but in, in that time period, there were 14 baptisms that took place. There were 14 baptisms from uh, our friends, and listen to this, coworkers of friends that heard about what God was doing, and even strangers. And there was this outflow, and I, I know that there's even this connection from that filling of the Spirit in that time period to the birth of New Life East. Why does he do this? In order to simply use us to bless the world around us. And so at this point, let me invite the worship team up so that we can move into some prayer. And as the um, worship team comes up here, if you simply want to receive Uh, we want to ask God to fill you. And so you can come up, uh, and I recognize this is not easy for some, but for some of you, you feel this invitation. And again, please feel no obligation to come up. If nobody comes up, it's totally okay. It's totally okay. But we want to be able to create room as this music plays in the background for you to be able to come up and receive prayer now.
And so there, as folks are coming up, um, and you can stand in the, in the front so that we know um, that you want to receive prayer. And if you're up at the top, this is not too far for you. We will wait for you if you want to come down and receive prayer. We will wait as the music plays. We're going to leave it open for a few moments. And so there are folks that are going to be up here receiving prayer. And if you're part of the elders or the deacons, you can go ahead now and start praying for people. And for those of you who are sitting, you can... I know there are some of you, you're wrestling right now. You're wrestling. Should I go up or should I not? And I'll let Holy Spirit do His work. And for those of you that want to remain seated, there are some questions up on the screen for you to simply engage with as a way of reflecting and journaling, if that's something that you would like. There's more space uh, over here to my far right, and you can go that way, and there's space here to my left as well. Holy Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, I know that I'm no different. I'm no, I know that I'm no different than my brothers and sisters here. And so God, by, simply by your grace, God, whatever you did uh, in me and those around me during that time, would you do here now? Receive the filling of the Holy Spirit of God now. Receive his filling now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit of God.
Let's give a hand to Pastor Red. So this is not the end, this is the beginning, right? You know, Pastor Red talked about um, the matchbox and you know, when you light in those old school kind of like stick matches, if you light one, the, the box will just go up and all will get lit. But I, I wanna answer a question that some of you are holding and you're thinking, well, but what about me? Because I'm not feeling that. And I wanna tell you that some of you are gonna experience a deferred burn, which is, it's not gonna to be today, it's not gonna to be tomorrow, but suddenly, something's gonna happen. I don't know what it's gonna look like for you, but it's gonna happen. Be open, be open, don't be discouraged. And then for some of you, it's just gonna be this quiet burn. So it's like a, um, like a campfire. You know how campfires is kinda, of, you gotta stoke them and you get this quiet burn that kind of erupts, some of you are gonna experience that. Again, have anticipation. God has not forgotten anyone in this room. He has not forgotten you. You don't need to worry about someone else's reaction and yours wasn't like that. God has remembered each and every one of you, including those of you that are online, and he has something for you. Expect it, believe it and trust in that. After service, for those of you that are here and those of you online, we do have an after service lobby and if you'd like to join in and just kind of talk about what you've experienced today, maybe you have questions, maybe you just wanna share what you feel like God has done in your life, you can tune into that sermon discussion. There's a link on our platforms and you can join in. We'll have a host there for you. And then for others, those of you right here in the room as well as those of you, some of you that are watching us online, some of you just want to know who is this Jesus that you are talking about? I don't even really think I understand. You're not alone. Many people feel that way. And so we have a space for you. We want you to text yes to Jesus. It's 718-424-0122. Text yes to Jesus. One of our pastors will reach out to you in the next couple of days and share with you what it is to have a life with Jesus Christ. You don't have to fear. No one's going to guilt you into anything, force you into anything, or pressure you. It's just a safe space where you can ask questions and see if you would like to take the next step. So I'm going to close us in prayer. I just ask you to put out your hands, extend them towards God as a symbol of acceptance, as a symbol of surrender. Brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of the living God, recipients of the immeasurable grace, mercy, and love of our great God, may his face shine upon you. May you see the light of love in his eyes towards you. May you anticipate his coming into your life, the change that he seeks to grow in you. May you always know that you are loved beyond measure, beyond anything you could imagine, ask, dream, or think. Our God is for you, now and always. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, everybody.